This is Disabled Girls Who Lift. We are reclaiming what's rightfully ours one podcast at a time. It's Mary Beth, Chloe, and Marcia bringing you the thoughts and unpopular topics to get you out of that ableist comfort zone. We're talking about YouTube channels, cooking, and the kitchen with our very special guest again. My name is Marcia. I'm from South Florida. It's Mary Beth from California. It's Chloe from Iowa, and our guest today comes to us from Edmonton, Alberta, in Canada. It is Alexis Hilliard. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) We're so excited to have you, Alexis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to talk to you folks, because, like, I've been following Mary Beth for a long, a long, long time, like over two years. And uh, I just like, just love your work, love your page, love what you, what you're doing. So this is like, yeah, it's really, really nice to, to chat. Yeah. Your YouTube channel, Stump Kitchen is absolutely one of the cutest things I've ever seen on the internet. (laughs) It makes me want to have kids with stumps. Isn't, wouldn't it be amazing Isn't if it weird? was, like, genetic and if we, like, could pass that <laughs> on to our offspring? You know, and I'm just like, okay, how how do we make that happen? <laughs> but it's not. Anyway, yeah. Would that be a weird request to our doctors if we do <laughs> fertilization? And be like, <laughs> can you just make this stump? <laughs> can you just make this kid have a stump, please? Oh, that would be, that would be amazing. Yeah, so people want to know, just please tell us about the day you realized you had to start a YouTube channel called, or like, Sump Kitchen. It's so much fun. It's bold. It's empowering. It's filled with so much confidence and humor. Um, And it gets so many young kids involved who are in the limb difference community. You know, when you first started that question, I thought you were going to say, so tell me the moment that you realized you had a stump. And I was like, whoa, that's a deep (laughs) question, Mary Beth. And I mean, to answer that question, probably when I was like, I was like four and my little sister would, um, she would play with my arm and like, she loved it so much. And she was trying to call it my baby hand, but she was too young. She was like, I don't know, one and a half or two. And so she called it Bebe. And so from then on, my, my stump had this like persona and this name of Bebe. And I would like, put on shows for her and like puppet shows and like make Bebe my stump and Biggie my other hand Biggie was the bad guy Bebe was the good guy and I would put on shows for her and she would just love it so hard and just like my poor mother was just like I swear my kids have toys they don't have to play with their arms (laughs) like it was so sweet but um to kind of like that ties in a little bit to the show because like Definitely. I began my I, I began my life with this, this beautiful body awareness and love that really came from my sister who was like this kid who was just like wow your body's so cool and then when we were older she used to take my prosthetic hands and she would put them on her left hand and like walk around but it would like drag on the floor because it was so long for her. oh my god <laughs> she always she was like um I was also part of the uh, the child amputee program, which is like a program up here in Canada with the war amps. And I was I'd be on their Grey Cup parade, and um, she she pretend that she was missing a foot just so she could ride on the parade with me. Aww. Like, oh my gosh! So and now, like, we're in our thirties, and she's like, you know, I still wish I had a stump, you know. And I was like, oh, I love you. So um, anyway, long story short, um, <clears throat> I I figured out that I had to do this show because. You know, I became vegan. I had a gluten intolerance, and it was around a, t- a time where I really needed to start to cook for myself because, you know, finding vegan and gluten-free stuff on the go isn't the easiest. I mean, it's getting easier, but it's a little tricky to kind of, you know, manage that that kind of eating style. Um, and I also simultaneously was uh, recently diagnosed with major depressive disorder at the time. Um, so all this was happening at the same time. And once I, uh, I was really scared to start cooking, like really, I was just like, I don't really know, uh, but I found some easy recipes online, started really slowly, like so slowly. And once I got into it, I realized that like, 
holy crap, I'm using my stump as a tool in ways that I wouldn't have imagined. So like mashing potatoes, using it as a spatula, using it to put like butter on things and and uh, using it as a rolling pin. And it just yes. came, it was so weird and cool. And my partner was just like, that's really amazing. Like you should film that. And I had another friend who um, also, he was a YouTuber at the time and he was like, yeah, you should, you should make a video, put it out there. And I was like, I don't know. I'll, yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> and my partner filmed the first one. And when I when I edited, when I got the footage and I started editing it, like I had to teach myself how to edit. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, well, and if you watch the first episode, oh my gosh, the difference. It's like gone from so crappy to like a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> but, a little um, bit. <laughs> just a little bit better. Hopefully. Yeah, what when I started watching the footage back, I started crying because I looked at myself experiencing so much flippin' joy and it was like this embodied joy that I hadn't actually been able to feel for a while because of like just what I was going through with my mental health and stuff. But like watching myself on the screen kinda like I don't know, tricked my brain into like feeling happiness. It was a really weird situation. Um, but it was like absolutely incredible and it was like this cool little lifeline that kind of pulled me out of this darkness when I was like wow I'm kind of quirky and funny and my body is cool like this I like this girl who is this girl you know um so I did the first one put it out there and people were just like hey I would like to see more of this please and I was like (laughs) (laughs) so a couple months later I here's money (laughs) (laughs) will you take my money please that didn't happen until like a year later, I <laughs> that was a, another journey to kind of make it my job. But yeah, then I started doing them uh, once a week, and it like has it became something that I I just knew I couldn't stop doing, and I ended up leaving my job because I was like, this is the only thing that is bringing me joy, and it just um, became my new calling, I guess. So and you're doing that full time now. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a couple like a couple little part-time jobs to kind of help make ends meet. But most of my time, I'd say like 85% of my time is some kitchen related in some way or another. Um, and I've been doing that for about two and a half years, I think. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh, amazing. That's so Thanks. awesome. And no, I haven't seen the first episode, but I've seen the most recent ones. And yes, there are so many edits. It's just, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Thank but, you. Like if I were to give it a you know put it into categories on YouTube I would put it in the comedy and cooking channel I wouldn't even <laughs> realize that like it, the the stump part of kitchen right wouldn't even like trump the comedy that comes with it it's just so well put together you know that's so interesting because I like it I think that really speaks to um the variety of audiences that I have, like I ought to, people often ask like, well, who's your audience? And I'm just like, oh my goodness. I like, I, A, I have no idea. But B, it's like, okay, there's like a vegan audience because I do vegan and gluten-free cooking. Right. And then there's like, there's like this um, like uh, amputee and like limb difference audience of just like random people. And then there's a family audience who have kids with limb differences or just kids in general that are watching other kids um, who have like really diverse bodies and they're just like interested. Um, And then like other just random people who just, I don't know, have found it somehow. And so it's an extremely diverse uh, audience, which is like, (laughs) no, it's just really funny. I guess everyone finds something to hook into probably because like, I don't wear a bra. I don't shave my armpits. I don't care about swearing. I don't like, I don't worry about being, perfect and I think some people are also just like yes that's how I want to cook you know like I don't want to be stressed out <laughs> yeah <So. laughs> and you yeah, know little kids yeah like that's the whole point right like you just want to exist and just be like yo I'm fucking here you like yeah. me cool watch my channel oh by the way I guess I have a stump whatever <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you know like that's how it should be it should just be that yeah. normal absolutely and it's also like a really beautiful education tool that I didn't even realize at the time like when I started I was just like let's put this out for fun but then the world was like oh hang on this this is kind of nice I I like this and my my kids need this or whatever because yeah it's it's great for normalization it's great for just like representation and getting like diverse bodies out in the media more but it's actually like 
really, really cool for young folks who have grown up in environments where their body has not been celebrated or they've been bullied or they feel shame. Um, and to to see someone or and I've met some of these kids, some of these kids I've actually worked with on the show and, and watching their transformation from, you know, where they where they were to kind of where they are um, has been like absolutely life changing for me. Like it's just so beautiful because they can, um, you know, they're trying stuff that they never kind of thought they could try before, like can openers, cooking, that like just and like or like putting faces on their on their limb difference arms and like playing and just making making their bodies um, just like just super special and super unique. Um, so I think that it alone has been probably my the, my most like favorite unpredicted effect I think of the show I don't know it's really actually I have a I have a little story about that may I tell it oh my god please okay (laughs) um this little one I got to meet a little one a while ago now um she wasn't on the show this was before Stump Kitchen but I think it probably planted a seed that stayed with me um but I I used to be in a program called Matching Mothers or Matching Families where my mom and I would go and meet other moms with new new babies with a limb difference to kind of mm. say like, hey, your kid's going to be cool, no worries, like ask ask questions and, you know, kind of talk about their worries and stuff. Um, and so we got uh, a call to meet with a little one who was about two and a half. Um, I'll, I'll call her Nicole just to kind of keep it um, anonymous. And... Um, so Nicole and her family had lived um, all over the world um, for various reasons and had lived in a couple different locations where culturally it was not acceptable to have a limb difference. And people would tell them to um, tell the parents to keep her inside, to not let her out and that they should be ashamed. Oh yeah, gosh. really, really hard. Um, and then they moved back to Canada. But somehow this little one had caught that and internalized that shame. And so she was hiding her arm at two and a half and she wasn't using it. She um, was, you know, more more kind of sad and withdrawn. Mm-hmm. So we, we got to meet. <clears throat> and the first thing I did was start playing with her on the ground. And I showed her how I tied my shoes. And she, she really looked hard. She was like, whoa, <laughs> you've got a hand like me. What's whoa? And then she just mm. kind of like went back to playing and her her arm was behind her the whole time like she did not bring her limb difference arm out at all um and eventually we went to the table and I said how about we trace your let's trace our our hands let's trace our limbs she's like yeah okay so I traced mine and I did um I did my right hand she did my right hand for me and then I did my stump and then I said okay your turn so she put down her hand and I traced it and she said all done and I said no no what about your other arm and she was like Okay, so she's like kind of put down her stump and I traced it and then I picked up both of them and I said, look, we're the same. Mm. And she just like for the longest time and like kind of smiled and didn't say anything. And then we went back to playing and she started to use her arm. She like started to use her arm to use the to play with the blocks. She asked me to tie my shoes for her again. So I did. I showed her and like just watching this tiny transformation happen where she like took it out and was like, shit, there's someone like me and it's okay. It's, I can be happy like this, you know? Like that alone, I think, was like, okay, this is my reason for living. I feel so blessed to have had that experience. Um, and so I don't even remember where I was going with this story, but like I think having, you know, you know, representation, just being yourself. Sorry, those are my dogs going nuts. Hi, puppy. Hello. <laughs> They're just so excited. I get real hype about knocks at the door. I I also know a lot of tripod dogs who have like three paws. They're very there's a couple oh in my, my neighborhood. Gosh, yeah. Isn't that funny? Like it's that like to meet my neighborhood. I'm like, what is the universe doing? It's so good. <laughs> interesting. Um, anyway, I just I thought that story was kind of beautiful and like we never know what we're doing. Like with your page and like with your work, you never know who you're reaching, right? Like exactly. And I think that's the beauty of um, to kind of be a part of. so. And that's all it takes is representation. And, oh, my gosh, two and a half years, that breaks my heart almost, which I'm really curious yeah, yeah. to see if you were to bring in, like, high schoolers and middle schoolers who care more about their right. bodies yeah. and and how they see themselves in the public eye on your YouTube channel. That would be freaking awesome. Absolutely. But my least favorite, like, 
holiday in elementary school was almost Thanksgiving where we had to draw our hands to make turkeys. And story, that's the first thing I thought about. I was like, I was the only one in class, so I would draw my dominant right hand twice rather than wow. putting my couldn't draw a turkey with my my other hand. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. at that point everyone knew about it. I just, you know. Yeah. And of course that yeah. was so strongly. Oh my gosh. And in that moment there's nobody that was there that could even like conceptualize that that would be a big deal for you. They're just like everybody right. has two hands to do, do, do make a Thanksgiving turkeys. Like, yeah. but like meanwhile you're sitting there and internally just going through some shit and they're just yeah. like do, do, do turkeys. Like, it, can you imagine if you had somebody like Alexis with you? Like, no, no, let's do both. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're okay. Like, challenging, changing. challenging your ass at such a young age. I'm like, yeah, yeah, give me more of that. <laughs> I don't even think I knew I was different at two and a half. So to hear that, right? like that, yeah, like that's, Aww. I'm glad you had that moment, moments yeah. really. Yeah, that's not setting her up for success at all. A two and a half to already have that level of shame is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty wow. unbelievable. Yeah. And I think like changing, um, changing the perceptions of the adults around children. I think like that's where we get all of our crap when we're little. It's like. Adults yeah. that are worried, adults that are ashamed, or adults that are not noticing the kid in the classroom who is like trying to trace their limbs, and it's like, hey, I, what's that? What do I do? You know, like that stuff. Um, it's got to be on people's radar, and I think it's getting a lot better. And I think representation is helping for sure. Um, and these conversations are helping, um, but you know, so much more can be done. Everyone who's responsible for children, not just parents, that includes teachers, counselors, exactly. physical therapists, you know, mm-hmm. give them that pride that they've they've yeah. tried so hard to find. Top of that. And, and some of those things that you mentioned kind of in passing that you have up there, I, I've never even heard of anything like that going on around here. Like the, what did you call it? With mothers with, or whatever oh, like yeah. the, the, the mom group oh, is that you guys go and meet with people and all these small communities and... Yeah, that's not even um, a, a popular thing. Well, so we have the War Amps, um, which is like a big Canadian organization that supports people um, with amputations or who are born with congenital amputations. And the CHAMPS program is part of that, like the, the child amputee program mm. started from war, vet- war veterans and stuff. And they get funding and they help up until you're 18. They, they pay for your prosthetic limbs like they're wow. really, really awesome. Yeah. But in the States, there's um, there's a couple organizations that are really rad. Uh, the Lucky Finn Project is really, really cool. They're um, based in Michigan, and they do uh, lots of work. I go there every year. I'm one of their um, ambassadors. I'm actually the first Canadian ambassador, so I'm the up north <laughs> ambassador. <laughs> and I go to their get-togethers. But they have little chapters all over the States. They even have a Canadian chapter, which is kind of cool. Um, so they're really great for resources and bringing people together and reaching out to new families. Like they do beautiful work. So if, if folks listening haven't heard of them, I highly recommend to check them out. Like they're so, so great. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When I first heard of them through you, like, well, one, we have on our website, uh, all <laughs> of the resources that we've heard of for people with disabilities and amputees and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I immediately sent it to Chloe. I was like, you got to oh. see this. I've never seen anything like this. Look at all these little kids <laughs> and their limb differences. It's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And it's like named awesome. after um, like uh, Finding Nemo. So like uh, his little lucky fin. Like, oh. like, and so like that's like the first like cute um cartoon character that like has a limb difference in a disney movie which is so rad like i didn't even think of that you know so that's, that's the name <laughs> yeah. and, and even a, a an organization as big as that is like you know they should be they're not even i mean everybody knows if you go on any street on any part of rural or urban or whatever and ask somebody what's red cross they'll be like oh yeah those people you know you ask yeah, them what's lucky yeah. finn they're gonna be like huh yeah, like, it's, yeah. I, <laughs> like I, these I, things I, exist and they're trying to build, but I feel like more people need to tap into them and use these resources. Like, like every children's hospital should know about these guys, right? Just like, here you go, here, pass this out to everybody we know. Like every, te- all these teachers and these school boards should be mm-hmm. kind of tapping into it. 
Absolutely. And I know they're getting there. They are in some hospitals, but for sure, it's got to be more widespread. Yeah. So can you tell us more about the, because you mentioned you have kids in your show. Is there like Mm -hmm. some sort of official collaboration or is that like, do you just find random kids? Like what's going on with it? (laughs) Honestly, that's a great question. I literally find random kids. I made this joke at the beginning of the show when I started, because once I got a little bit more, kind of more popular and a little bit more out there, I made this joke that like, parents were throwing their children at me to be on the show because a lot of them were like my friends and they're like hey you need a kid to film with here's my kid and I'm like oh my gosh yes so it was so lovely and so easy because they trusted me and um so I had like I think my first kid guest was Rosie she was like two and a half at the time so cute um but from there you know locally in Edmonton um people would share videos on Facebook and then parents of kids with limb differences would see me um, and then contact me through social media and be like, hey, I have a daughter with a hand like you. Would you like to meet her? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's how I met Callie. And then I met Ethan at a bowling alley, like literally on his birthday. <laughs> no, was it my birthday or his birthday? We were celebrating a birthday of some kind. <laughs> and his mom was like, she grabbed me and was like, you got to meet my son. He's got a hand like you. And I was like, well, OK, let's do it. So I met Ethan randomly at a bowling alley. And then really from there, it's just word of mouth and people contacting because they they apparently trust me with their children, which I'm very honored by. (laughs) I give them really sharp knives to play with, which is just great with some instruction. Don't worry. Um, So it's happened really organically and beautifully. And now I've known those kids for a number of years. I've watched them kind of grow up and it's been incredible. Um, and there's a whole a kind of whole handful of them that I know now. A <laughs> handful, happen. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, then eventually um, I got to work with uh, CBC Kids and CBC Parents. They got in touch with me and were like, hey, can we hire you to do a couple videos for our kids program? And I was like, absolutely. What? Good for you. I think they, they want to showcase Canada's diversity. They're pretty good about that. Um, yes. So they, they, pick, they pick up and coming creators each year. Um, like different ones to kind of do videos for them. So I got to be lucky and I was one of their kind of like, you know, creators uh, nationally. Um, so I filmed some episodes with a lot of the, the kids that I film with normally just on my, my YouTube show. Um, but I actually had a budget, which was like, what? Like <gasps> I got to spend money on like nice things. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it really like, it stretched me as a creator. I got to learn how to edit, um, more intensely work with like sound and lighting and it was a huge like professional um uh growth uh thing for me but it also the exposure like for limb differences like nationally was a lot bigger and really really cool and that's when I started to really meet parents and families from all over the country and even more around the world too um so it was a beautiful kind of outreach um situation where I got connected with so many more people it was wonderful that's freaking awesome. And I think I don't even I don't even know if we kind of introduced your YouTube channel, but what it is what is it that you do? Tell our listeners what you do on that channel. I ride horses. No, just kidding. I... <laughs> it's funny you said that Chloe over here yeah. has to ride horses. I'm like, oh, like cool. what? <laughs> I love um so stump kitchen, it's a it's essentially a cooking show. That's kind of the root of it. Um it's all I do all vegan and gluten free cooking, but I, I focus on accessible, easy, fun cooking. And I, I, I kind of the key of the show is I, I focus on limb di- like on stump techniques. So things that I use my stump for, like like I said, like a rolling pin masher. Um, so kind of like, uh, I don't know, stumping the kitchen in a way, like showing how you can really diversify how you do stuff. Um, so that's kind of the fun part of it. And then I have a lot of guests, like a lot of kids, a lot of adults, folks with disabilities, folks with limb differences. Um, We talk about stuff. I have a whole series where, um, you know, we're talking about like limb difference awareness. I do interviews with people called Stump Chats where we talk about everyday life and the nitty gritty stuff like the good, the bad, the ugly, Um, the funny questions that people think that they're allowed to ask us. Like, you know, it's just great. And then a couple of vlogs and, uh, you know, that's that's kind of what I do. Oh, and I get very messy. It's very good. <laughs> and I think um, maybe like you folks and all of the people that are listening to this right now 
we have to like root for Mary Beth to be a guest on the show. Oh yes. my gosh. Throw it into the universe. So you all, everyone listening, you need to like put the pressure on. We need to make this happen. We'll make a, a connection somewhere. And uh, yeah, it'll happen. We'll make something really good. <laughs> well, I am cooking a lot more vegan foods now, so maybe. Oh, yeah. That's do awesome. you do you only take people with stumps? Because I'm gonna start dragging Chloe along. She is part of the limb difference community. <laughs> no, I take everyone. Like you don't have to, you don't have to have a disability. You don't have to have a stump. Like I take if honestly, like if you if people ask to be on the show or if I ask someone to be on the show, if the energy feels right, I say yes because like you just have to follow the energy, follow your heart. Like yeah. if somebody's like I want to make this connection, and you're like this feels great. Let's do this. And once in a while you get people who are like, I got to be on your show. And I'm like, yeah, okay, great. Do you have to? I don't know. <laughs> you just know, right? And so, um, so that's kind of how I find uh, like the majority of my guests just by following my heart and making those connections. And then I find I get to know them. I get to know people so much better through cooking with them because you're sharing this intimate experience. You're having fun and you're just like, you have this activity with a start and an end, so it's it kind of introvert friendly. You don't have to like sit and chat face to face forever right. or go to a party. It's like, okay, we're cooking for an hour and then we're done. Bye. Um, but you have so much fun in the in the meantime. So um, so yes, it's yes, I take all the people and is it's gonna be great when you're on we, the show. Okay, I'm <laughs> coming to you then. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a we're, little party. We're gonna use the spoonie to um, <laughs> spoonie can to test out all her. the spoons. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's so good. Yeah, I always have a bunch of tasting spoons on me, so I always got extra spoons to share. <laughs> <laughs> and are you still doing everything on your own, or do you have like a support team, or like you know, like a guy that helps you, or you well, know, like a good. A- um, no, it's all on my own. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will say, like, my partner is an incredible support. Her name is Allison. She's I love her so much. She filmed the first few when I didn't know, how, you know, where to get a tripod. She filmed them on my, on my lovely crappy phone. Oh, um, wow. And then eventually I got a tripod. I got a better camera using some of the CBC money when I had a budget. Um, and then I kind of taught myself how to. Yeah, how to set up, how to edit a bit better, how to do all that stuff. But I am a one human show and it's great. Oh. Although, like, I do have someone in the community who is amazing uh, doing my thumbnails. So that's really helpful. Um, they're very talented and I hate doing thumbnails. So I have that. And I used to have one of my incredible um, friends who also has a disability doing my captions. Um, uh, so I was able to pay them and do that. So like I have like really cool collaborations happening once in a while, but typically the mo- like most of it is just me doing all the things. But I think also because like if I because people are like, okay, so you film like who edits it, and I'm like, oh, I edit it. Like I would not trust yeah. anyone else with that because like That's definitely your personality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it needs to be this way. Blah 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 blah. You know. So I'm like I even though it takes forever. I don't think I could ever give up that that part of the work. Like, yeah, I could give up the filming, but like the editing, I'm just like, mm, yeah. Just, but I like it. I like kind of like having to learn as I go and and being like, because people often ask like, oh, so who's on your team? And I'm like, just me. And I <laughs> me and me. Sort of side. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot that goes into it. You have to plan the episodes and you you actually have to buy stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, you have to, to like clean start. before, you know, it can't be like a really crappy, grungy kitchen. Well, can it though? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. You, you have to you know, promote it. You want to get the views out there. So there's there's a lot of angles of it. It's a lot to do. Got it. It's an everyday everyday first. thing. Absolutely. But it once I did the first few months, there became a rhythm to it. You know, it's like it's like going to the gym. You just you get your shoes ready. You go and get out the door. You get there. You do your thing. And so there's like a, there's a routine that I now know that I can kind of jump into. It's not new anymore. So it does make it easier, but um, yeah, it's a lot, but it's something I love so much. <laughs> so, yeah. And you mentioned the gym, didn't you? Mary Beth, how did you even find? Oh. Was it just finding the YouTube channel or did, didn't you meet her? Yeah, what's her funny is I think it was a few years ago. Have I known you for two years now? Yeah. Um, your coach... 
Kyle, um, queer flex on Instagram actually reached out to me, um, asking about what tools I use for the deadlifts and what's what before that I hadn't used anything and I was playing around with the harbinger hook, but us having the same limb difference, um, I, I was like, I use harbinger hook. It's pretty awesome you just tie it pretty tight and use a lot of chalk and you can probably try and deadlift with this so I actually sent one over to you because obviously I only use one of the pair and I had a bunch of extra ones oh that's why so I, was I wondering. mailed it <laughs> I mailed it to Canada I had never mailed anything to Canada before it was awesome <laughs> but it made it yeah. and I literally like I almost cried when it came I was just like who is this amazing human that like mail like what is happening? I was so so thrilled and it it changed my whole gym routine. It changed everything. It was absolutely incredible. Like four deadlifts, four like um shoulder presses for everything. It was amazing. Oh, so thank you for that's being so, awesome. so rad. Yeah, no, of course. And yeah. I, I I try to recommend it to other people now. You know, it's not. It, uh, it's weird. The device kind of changes every year where they probably use different material or whatever, but um, sometimes it helps. Sometimes it doesn't. So when it does, I'm like, yeah, um, absolutely. So, <laughs> so what's your relationship to the gym now? How, how do you stay active or do you even? Yeah. Um, so it's care about uh, that no, I do care. I love to swim. I love doing yoga um, and I kind of prop up my left arm with a <clears throat> either with a yoga block or a bunch of towels to kind of even out my down dog I'd, so mm, I do like a lot of yoga and then I just use a lot of body weight stuff so like I do push-ups with um something underneath me to kind of even out my shoulders like usually a set of books with some towels so they don't slip around um squats like working with Kyle I learned how to use my body weight in a workout in ways that work well for for, for me um, so I do that just at home and then like, yeah, yoga, swimming, walking around. I haven't been to the gym as much, um, lately, but like, yeah, just finding little ways to work at home. But what I like to do is if I'm like, if I'm traveling and there's a gym in the hotel or just a gym around or whatever, I'll go. And often I will take the, and I don't know if you do this too, you should let me know, but like, I'll take the weights off the bars and the hole is is big enough that I can slip my stump into. Yes, it. I've been wanting to make a video about that. Please <laughs> oh, do it. I can fit like five plates on my stump. Yes. Yeah, well, I can probably fit five, but I only lift about three. I'm just like, okay, but like then I can like um, do bicep curls, and they are that weight is even because if you have the same weight, the left one feels lighter because the center of weight is way closer to your elbow. So I have to put more weight on here, less weight on here. So it's actually like an even weight. Um, so using, using the, the discs on my stump is a lot easier. So that's my only gym hack other than the harbinger hook. <laughs> that's so funny because I still oh. use the hook to attach to a dumbbell. But you actually use the little discs to lift. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. So, Alexis, uh, mm -hmm. I have a question for you. Did the word stump ever offend you, or is that something that you embraced from the beginning, like with the help of your sister? That's a really great question. And so I have always loved the word stump. However, I didn't start using it until I was an adult, like probably not even until like just before Stump Kitchen happened. Like up until that point, up like between my childhood and Stump Kitchen, I, you know, I had a couple dark times and I, I feel like I almost forgot about my arm. Like I just forgot about my relationship to it. I kind of forgot about it in this weird way. So I didn't really refer to my arm in any special way or say like I would just kind of, I don't know, pretend it wasn't there, but not, not consciously, just like not really paying attention. Uh, and when I was mm. younger, I would call it my little hand, my baby hand um, or Bebe, you know, the personality. Right. And then I, I think I would refer to it mostly as Bebe with people that I knew just for fun. Um, and then in other conversations, like it didn't really come up that much. But then stump came into my vocabulary. I honestly don't remember how or why, but it just felt so good. And um, I know a lot of other folks uh, with limb differences who um, love the word, hate the word, mm. you know, are indifferent about the word. But like, I think the beauty of 
of language is that we can each pick a word that feels good for our bodies, you know, just like our gender and sexuality, all those things. Exactly. This variety of language that we can use. And so um, for people, you know, I say like model language, like I use the word stump, you can call my arm my stump. And other people, if they say little hand or nubby, like that's the language we're going to use with them because that's the words that they're comfortable with. So, so yeah, stump, it just kind of came into my life. I don't know. I make lots of jokes about tree stumps and like it kind of, just kind of happened, but it was a new revelation, like a new adult thing that I kind of picked up. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that because even in like the chronic illness community, everybody says something different. Some people have, you know, like 10 diagnoses and they just kind of stick to one and they say, you know, I'm a lupus warrior, I'm this. Yeah. And then, you know, it's not that that's it, but that's what they identify with. And I use yeah. Spoonie as my thing. But there's also another analogy about batteries that people what? use. Yeah. And I don't remember I don't remember what you call yourself if you go with that analogy. But there's like a whole other thing. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, I love finding. Yeah, you just find what fits you and then that's it. Absolutely. I do get offended, though, if somebody calls it a nub without asking. Like, you know, I oh, feel yeah. like you still kind of have to wait to see what the personality is and what yeah, terms that they terms they use, you know. I mean, Chloe, did you ever had a personality for your hand? Or I prefer when people call it my left hand versus my right hand or my smaller hand until I call it something. Yeah. I I didn't have any kind of personality for it. I just refer to my hands as left and right. <laughs> <laughs> my my cousin called it monkey monkey. I mentioned in a previous episode, but I love that. <laughs> I love that yours was Baba. <laughs> Baba, yeah. yeah, so cute. Sorry, she would ahead. say monkey monkey, and then I would go like this. <laughs> so so it would have a personality. She would draw a face on it, and it would be like you know a kind of character to show my family members oh that is so sweet I like I want to know how many people with congenital um amputations do that like a lot of people that I've met most of them have had like have drawn faces or have a little personality or someone when they're little and even now like a name like my friend Angel calls her arm army you know and like Army has a little personality, and it's just, like, so sweet. So I wonder how common that is and why. Like, I, I, it's just a, it, that would be a really cool, like, research paper to figure out and talk to people about, Definitely. like. Totally. Yeah, we'll interesting. start asking your kids now. You've got them all on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah get a little survey idea. going. It's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. So I saw recently that you actually posed in a modeling gig with The Garment Life. That was freaking awesome. I I mean, I love seeing um, gigs like that where they showcase all types of bodies, different colors and shades of women, of people in the nude. What was it like being like nude and exposing your bare bones or posing? I'm, I guess you're used to posing in front of a camera with your arm, <laughs> but with other beautiful bodies. Yeah, it was um so good. We can swear on this episode, yeah? Oh, please. Yes. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, it was fucking amazing. Like, I... Of course, I went in a little nervous because you never know what to expect. I've never done anything like that before. Like, I've had pictures taken, but not like this. Um, But as soon as I walked in, everyone was so amazing, so kind, and just, like, taking off their clothes, putting, like, just whatever. And I was like, yes, here we are. (laughs) It was so funny. Like, one, we had this one pose where we had to kind of cross our arms to, we had no shirts on, and we had to cross our arms Um, to hold in our breasts to kind of hide our nipples for Instagram or whatever. And one of our um, uh, participants, she was so hilarious. She had like, you know, very big breasts and like she couldn't hold them all in. And so the photographer was like, can I just, can I just poke your nipple in? Is that okay? She's like, yeah, come on over. Just poke it in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love these people so much. Um, Yeah. It was just like, I don't know if empowering is the word or just like freeing or more of a more of a deepening of a comfort within my own skin and and watching, you know, their their radiant beauty kind of like was reflecting mine. And it was just like this 
I don't know. I just felt so lucky to be there. And um, the pictures turned out really cool. <laughs> so oh, now cool. I have to look Were this you, up. Yo, yeah. you haven't seen it? It's mm-hmm. so yeah, there's lots of the garment. The garment life has quite a few on their website, and then I've got some on Instagram, and I'll post more. Um, but it was like, yeah, my first kind of foray into, you know, doing uh, like a lingerie shoot, but being able to to show and be a part of limb difference representation and just like diverse body representation in general. It was a huge honor to to be a part of. So yeah. Yeah. Were Were you the only representative of uh the the disabled community or the limb difference community? Uh, just the limb difference community. I think uh, other folks had disabilities, probably invisible disabilities. Um, so I think there, yeah, a lot that I wouldn't have known about. So yeah, I think uh yeah, but I was the only one missing a hand. So that was nice. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. That's that is cool. awesome. And this is a, a Canadian company, or yeah, they do. And they work with a lot of designers, um, many across Canada. They try to do as local as possible, and they focus on ethically sourced clothing for yeah. for like diverse body bodied women and people, and just like bringing those things together, kind of like slow fashion meets like um, like fat politics and body diversity all together. It's really really cool. The more the merrier. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, they're a pretty good company. I mean, it looks like they're growing, and I love, I don't know, I just, I love seeing brands and companies in, be intentional about that stuff, and it, yes. and it doesn't seem fake, it doesn't seem, you know, that they're just hunting for the next brown body, or the next person in a wheelchair, or using people who don't even have that disability and putting them in a chair. <coughs> oh, Jenner. oh was so the gender that did that? <laughs> Yes, it's that so was bad. that happened. Oh gosh! I, I think it was Kendall Jenner. They she posed in a wheelchair and um she got a lot of heat for it and then she posted a a video crying and apologizing. Yeah, okay. What well, you should have cried when they asked you. <laughs> you should have been like, no, thank you. I'm leaving right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're out here. Just ask us. <laughs> excuse that like oh nobody applied you know we're gonna use somebody who is a completely different race or somebody who's not of that disability because they didn't apply for it it just was i'm like you're not trying hard enough yeah, yeah. Figure, out, figure out why they didn't apply like your systems are oppressive or they're not accessible like you have to you know it's like when you like plan like a reconciliation event for like white folks and indigenous folks and you're and they're like why why didn't any indigenous people come and it's like oh my gosh <sighs> are you kidding me like you need to change the way that you work you need to go to the people you need to like just you can't you can't impose like you know the white way of doing things onto and just think it's going to be fine like there's so much more effort that needs to be done by dismantling the systems that you're working with right like like the film industry, like whiteness in general, like all these things. So, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're seeing it a lot. I mean, I guess it's growing a little bit. You know, I've got to give them some credit. That's Yeah, it is. Sports industries like Nike or a lot yeah. of a lot of brands in the fitness community and I think film is doing a better job. You know, Disney is doing mm-hmm. a better job, but you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you a question. How's how's all your um, gym relationships? Which what you've been lifting lately? What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> What's happening in the gym? Mary Beth, what are you <laughs> for you? Oh man, I'm the one that's least active compared to these ladies. Oh. Like they both recently had their own competitions. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, my competition didn't happen yet. It's a Saturday. I was going to say, I think hers is yeah. coming up. That's amazing. Two days out. Yes, two days out. Um, so right now I, I do strongman. Oof, so we wow. do lift random things and then put them down. So And it's going to be a very heavy show. Uh, it's called Florida's wow. Strongest Man. So a lot of people from the state drive, and it's, like, pretty epic. So it'll be fun. That's maybe awesome. I'll die. Maybe I'll live. We'll find out. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll have fun. Well, I'll I'll be thinking of you in two days from now. I'll be wishing you luck. Thank you. And then Chloe recently competed two weeks ago, three. Almost a month ago. Almost a month. Yeah. 
It went well. So I do powerlifting, which is different than strongman. We just have three lifts, the squat, bench, and deadlift. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a successful day, and Good. I'll compete again in April. Mm-hmm. Way to go. Don't you, don't you have a nice little statistic you can share? I <laughs> you make me share that? What is it? I am number three all time ever in my weight class. So I what? Just it's saying, an accomplishment. You know. <laughs> oh my gosh! I am proud of it. I'm talking to champions here. This is amazing. <laughs> you know, NBD, we could all move your like, you know, move your car if yes. you get pulled over on the side of the road. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. When you're on the show, I'd like you all to bench press me. You're just gonna lift me up. <laughs> While we're we cooking, it's going to be so good. Or just deadlift me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Easy. It'll be great. I'll press yeah. you soon. <laughs> yes, please. But I've been on I've been on a little hiatus, but I've been getting back into it. It's it's so much fun and empowering to see these ladies, like, compete on platforms again. So I set my, day, my date to, to start in March, like, to nice. compete nice. in March, which Do is it. my birthday month, you know. Yeah. Oh, perfect. That's so great. <laughs> but Alex, whatever, what other passions do you have outside of filming YouTube and being a, a great ambassador for this amazing program? Oh, thank you. Um, well, I'm actually a really big choir nerd. I've been singing in choir since I was like five. So I sing all the time. I sing every week. I sing in concerts and I love choir so much. Yeah. Makes so, so much sense because you <laughs> sing a lot in your channel. I, <laughs> you know, I and I don't even realize I'm doing it sometimes. Like sometimes I'm with my sister and she's like, "Stop singing what you're doing," and I'm like, "What?" And I'm just like, "I'm buying beans, babe." Like whatever. And she's like, "Stop! You're singing everything you're doing." I'm like okay. <laughs> so choir and then I play ukulele. Um and yeah, just like being like being a good family member, like being a good daughter and sister and partner. Like, I really focus a lot on family right now um, because when I, like, through the mental health journeys that I've kind of been on, I, I really got to, like, shake down what what really matters to, to me in my heart. And it's, like, STEM kitchen, family, choir, and just, like, happiness and, like, striving for those things and, like, releasing as much stress as possible for my life um, and really choosing carefully what I what I do. Um, which took me a long time to give myself permission to do, you know, I didn't start learning that till I was like in my early thirties, like it's a long process, but yeah, so I have like a simple life, but it's also like complex and beautiful. Um, but it's like just these, you know, few things that I'm like, yes, I love this and everything else. I'm like, nope, no, thank you. Too Mm -hmm. stressful. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. Choir and energy, right? Isn't that the saying? Yes, protect your energy. Absolutely. It's been really helpful and it helps me to thrive in the ways that I need to. And I can tell if I'm not like I as soon as I'm not, I get cold sores, I get sick. um, I have panic attacks like it's just it comes on so quickly and I'm like, oh, okay, I got to dial down. And then I go back to where my kind of good place is. Um, So my body is an incredible um, monitor for me. It kind of says, hey, hang on. And then I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks for that cold start. Now I know I can, you know, step back a little bit. But like 10 years ago, I wouldn't have known the signs. Like I I just let myself be anxious and stressed and not super well. And so I'm thankful that I am able to kind of figure that out now. So there's always a nice balance. Rare that people are that in touch with their body too, to know, hey, my body's telling me I'm doing too much right now. Yeah. And I think... I think the way that I got there was through a lot of like trauma and not physical trauma necessarily, but like emotional trauma and things that were red flags or really forced me into certain counseling scenarios or certain scenarios where I was like, I need to make a change for survival or whatever. And so I was, I guess, lucky to have these weird situations that were really fucking hard, but that kind of helped me learn a new way of being and like listening more to my body. Um, so it was a weird way to get there, I think, but it was kind of lucky and I'm grateful for it, even though it was hard at the time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I wish I wish we taught that stuff in school. I wish like more of us. I wish like that was like what we taught children, like how to listen to ourselves, how to how to set boundaries, how to say no, how to, you know, just be their yeah. own person. 
Yeah, there's no level of mindfulness. There's no level of just awareness of yourself and what you're doing. We all just, you know, like screens all day and just like capitalism, just hustle, hustle, hustle. Exactly. That's all we're like. That it destroys people. Like it's, yeah, it's really, really bad. Anyway, I think we're getting there slowly but surely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I feel like I'm hearing. Maybe I am friends with very busy people, but those busy people like put their kids in very busy situations also. So they, I right. know, I know like seven year olds who have their day starting at 6 a.m. and then ending at 9, 10, 11 p.m. Yeah. Filled with activities, filled with extracurriculars. Wow. With like three different sports. I'm like, give your kid a break. I get it. You want them to be an all star, but have them. <laughs> yeah. Pick a- chill it's an extreme right it's either that parent or it's the kid on the ipad all day and they're each just like you know eating cheerios and and ego frozen waffles and like oh yeah my kid's here oh (laughs) there's no in between yeah so so disconnected from the world i mean you, you work with children all of the time and it's awesome um how much you showcase them and they like their you know inner selves come out with you you just make everyone feel so comfortable um (laughs) how how has that helped with your like your being and your personality have you grown internally from that oh that is such a great question yes like these kids are flipping awesome like it it's like it's kind of like you're Okay, well, the first time I met Callie, for example, <clears throat> Callie's been on the show for since, I think, the very beginning of time, since I started the show. And so she started when she was like eight, I think, and she's tw- 11, 12. Like, she's, she's an old kid now. She's so tall. Like, just a long time. Yeah, four years. And so we when, when we first met, we were just like, we had a big hug. Like, her mom brought her over, and we had a big hug. And we I just cracked a joke. I was like, winter coat zippers am I right and she was like oh yeah they suck so bad I hate doing up my zipper I'm like yeah me too <laughs> and we were just like instant friends and so it's like it's like I get to work with like bits of my inner child like it's so neat uh, mm. to see like and of course I know they're not me they're very different from me of course of course but like a lot of similarities that I get to see and I'm like oh, I wonder if I was like that like but to be able to um experience these types of joy and role modeling with these kids at that age I didn't have that like I had a very lovely upbringing I I I had good um messaging around my limb difference but I didn't have a lot of older people that looked like me um and so this scenario with these kids it's like we both get something so cool out of it and I feel like for me I don't know if there's like inner healing work that's happening but I just get so much out of it that has just changed the way that I feel about myself like I have mostly always loved my body I've had times where I haven't as I think everybody kind of does right um but working with kids um all kids but particularly kids with limb differences has just let me fall into this really solid sense of self-love and just acceptance and just like celebration I don't know it's hard to describe but it it has changed me in some way (laughs) yeah Yeah. I get it because I work with kids also I think the thing about kids is that they're so honest and if you're not honest you're not going to be able to keep the fake shit up you know like (laughs) they're going to catch you and be like wait why are you talking like that you know like they're going to be like why did you say that yesterday you said this and you're going to be like oh okay well (laughs) who am I even what am I doing (laughs) you're so right are you thinking of having kids of your own or adopting or me are you gonna yeah well actually this is probably good timing to tell you that I'm (gasps) pregnant (laughs) yeah congratulations yeah energy I just knew it you just knew you had it you were like kitchen okay absolutely and it's (laughs) the bump is (laughs) that's what I'll start calling my episode with the bump kitchen (laughs) yeah yeah, we are. We're in our second trimester, and so the baby is due in May, and so Allison and I are. We're thrilled. So yes, we. I definitely want babies. We we want to have probably two if we can, and uh, I mean, if the kid has all their limbs, that's gonna be fine. Like it's gonna be okay if they have both hands. I you know it's all good to each their own. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, um, yeah, we're we're really really happy. So I have been um. I've been throwing up quite a bit and it's been hard to edit 
um, it, it was hard to edit like last month and before that because of the, the morning sickness, but now it's starting to go away very slowly. So I'm back, back like in my routine, which is really, really nice. Cause I was like, oh, I'm getting behind. Oh my gosh. And I can't tell anyone why I'm, we're so thrilled. We're oh very gosh. excited. Congratulations. That's so exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. And maybe I'll do videos about, I don't know yet if I want the kid on, on YouTube, but if I do, then, um, I could talk about like, you know, parenting life with one hand. Like that's not a thing you see online a, a lot of. And like, I have questions like, am I going to do a baby wrap up? Okay. Like what's it going to be like? Like, I, I'm sure it's fine, but I have questions that I want answered for and I want to yeah. figure out. So because like anyone with a limb difference, adaptation is their world. They adapt to everything all the time and they're making up things in their head. Like, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? So, um, I think that might be a cool teaching tool for other parents because there's there's so many parents with limb differences out there. It's great. Oh, my God. Totally. And yeah, everyone's affected differently. Either their kids, you know, back you up in school when they walk around holding your hand or they have no idea what to respond to to other classmates like what's wrong with your mom's hand? Absolutely. Every mother has their own story. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So it's going to be an adventure. Yeah. Thanks so much. I'm glad I got to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry that we asked too early because you haven't haven't disclosed that on your channel, huh? Well, I think um, I don't want to do, we will probably disclose on my channel soon, but I I didn't want to do a public thing on Facebook because it can be really triggering for people with, you know, infertility issues or folks that have lost babies. So I'm not doing like a public thing at all. I'm just kind of telling people one at a time. Um, And then on this podcast, which is kind of public, (laughs) (laughs) which is okay. All five listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Three of, yeah, the four of us and one other person. (laughs) (laughs) That's so exciting. I can't wait to see where that leads. You'll see the evolution on, well, either I'll tell you or you'll see it on, on YouTube and it'll be, it'll be an adventure for sure. Did you did you have a donor? Did you do IVF? We had a really awesome donor um, in the province just next to us, and um, we've known him for a while. He's gay and doesn't want kids, and was really into helping us out. So we just DIY'd it, and here we are. <laughs> a good friend of yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 With all the extra stress and hassles and whatever, it's just organic and natural and yeah, happy and. <laughs> And okay, this is a very exciting thing too, because I mean, I've had this conversation a lot. I'm recently bisexual, so I've already had one female partner, but recently, in quotes, (laughs) recently out. Yay, Um, congrats. Do you have plans to take turns in pregnancies or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I after the first trimester, I was like, this is the only baby I'm having. <laughs> You're next, okay? <laughs> yeah. Which is great because like, cause I'm older, so we thought, you know, I'll do the first one and then um, Allison would like to carry the second. So I think that's the plan. And oh, I can't wait to take care of her when she's pregnant. She's going to be so cute. Can't wait to take care of her before the child even actually comes out. <laughs> I, know, yes. I thought you were going to talk about the baby. That's real love right there. <laughs> I don't know yeah she does a good job of taking care of me like she brings me toast in bed and just I don't know she's really really lovely and uh it's been a it's been hard but a really cool um learning process about each other even just being pregnant like not even with a baby yet it's just like oh wow like things change a lot um so it's been a cool adventure so far and we're only four months in (laughs) yeah you're strong gotta tell you that Mm, thank you okay one last question, because I know we're running out of time, but um, so I had prosthetics as a kid. When did you toss yours out and decide, you know what, I don't need this or there are different ways that I can use my left hand, my left arm? Or... So, yeah, good question. Um, obviously, when I was born, the doctors were like, well, we got to get her into a prosthetic because that's the medical community, you know. Um, and I think prosthetics are amazing for a lot of people. That's really, really great. And I used them as a kid, um, but they were more for, like, party tricks. I didn't find them useful. They were just, like, they were cosmetic, and they were because the doctor said I should wear one. So my parents were like, okay, let's try it. But when I was little, I would just kind of sit there. Like, you know when you put a T-shirt on a cat, and, like, they just sit there, and they just, like, (laughs) 
Like, they put my first one on me. It was, like, around my shoulders. I just sat there like this cat with a T-shirt on. I was like, no. And eventually I would move. But as soon as I learned how to take it off, I would take it off. And in kindergarten, I had an arm that as soon as I got to school, I would take it off, put it on the windowsill, huh? and put it on again before I went home. Before oh. the teacher, like, was, like, finally told my parents that, like, just, like, just so you know. And they were like, oh, okay. And they never forced me. Like, and I never, it, it was really great. And then I had a myoelectric when I was in um, beginning of junior high, end of elementary school, um, which was really just for party tricks. It was really cool. I tried to use it for things, but it was heavy. And What is that? Uh, a myoelectric? Yeah, myoelectric. So um, it, based on, it's like battery powered. And based on the muscle movements in my stump, it could either open or close just like that. Um so it was cool. It's not as cool as the bionic hands that are out right. there now. Like now they're like they can do individual finger movements and stuff. Um, so that was cool. However, at my 11th or 12th birthday, I don't remember when, I was at Chuck E. Cheese. Do you have Chuck E. Cheese there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I was at Chuck E. Cheese and I was in the ball pit and my arm got so sweaty that my arm fell off in the ball pit. Like it just <gasps> fell off. <laughs> fell off. And I, I ended up finding it and I like was like, Mom and I called to her and I passed her my arm out the out of the mesh of the ball pit. Oh and she was like, Thanks, honey and she just like put it in her purse. So she had this hand like hanging out of her purse. And all these parents around were just like, What is happening here? Like, holy crap. And I think it was like around that time that I was just like, No, I'm good. I don't this is fine. So I just kinda stopped wearing it beginning of junior high. And then here I am. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry that I'm the only one that finds that funny because like no, my experience, you know, like that's I, literally like the funniest. Like, the first one ever. Like, did your first one ever kind of look at like a dinosaur like mine? Because I know it's again, it's developed so much better now. But the one that I wore over my shoulder, you extended your arm and it would open, and you brought it back in and it would close. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's exactly it. And did it look like a like a dinosaur at first or was it an actual hand with your skin tone or it was just a hook actually so it kind of went like this and then like uh, this like it opened like up like prongs. a hook, two-pronged hook um so it didn't I guess it would kind of look like a little t-rex arm if you think about it but um yeah it was like a real hook that just extended yeah, wow. out I remember those that was definitely the pre-dinosaur era so, <laughs> so you that. had the dinosaur era okay I had the dinosaur era and they were like oh my god look we can make a fake hand look just like yours <laughs> but it was creepier I'm like oh it's very yeah, obvious okay. that this is fake and all I could do is pick up playing cards stupid and yeah. again like it got really sweaty in class I took it <laughs> off and I it was the first time I had to wear like a training bra <laughs> so it was all of these things oh, that no. I could wear Hard best. Oh, no. when did you stop wearing yours so I think I got it in the first or second grade because of course you know there's there's more funding for that and my mom's like you got to use it it's really expensive and yeah. uh, it's it's gonna help it's gonna help and it's gonna make you more equal it's gonna make you look like us yeah <laughs> that's not yeah. what she actually said but you know those are her intentions yeah um and of course we wanted that arm to be a lo- lot more active um but I was more active in sports so it wasn't very helpful in basketball or handball I would have much rather like I tried playing around with it using the different balls but after just a few years I I was I threw it in a you know a green container a green plastic container I remember and I would always hide it and my mom would take it right back out like you sure Aww. you sure <laughs> um, but she never she never forced it on me she'd be like come on it's a cool tool um, yeah. I'm like no I I'm fine this is perfect there are so many different ways that I can use it mm-hmm. um, that's so good that like she listened and was like yeah I think it's so good to be able to find our own journeys and to find our own ways that our bodies are going to work for us and make those choices. Um, that's really awesome. Yeah. And it sounds like your parents are, were super supportive as well. Like I yeah. saw. Yeah. They were pretty great. <laughs> they weren't the ones that forced you to use your arm in a mixing bowl or a mixer instead of a spoon. Did they? No. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, that that's was actually how Stump Kitchen started. Yeah. They were like, you don't need a spoon or a whisk. Just use your arm. <laughs> no, that was luckily all me. Thank goodness. 
Yeah. But also, like, you don't dirty as many dishes then. Totally. You know? <laughs> when you use your body, you're just like, because I hate dishes. So, yeah, you win. You, you're already ahead if you do that. And it works so much better than a spatula as far as scraping stuff off of bowls. I still do that. You Do you really, like, you use your arm to scrape out of bowls? Yeah, when it's my own food. Like, out of, um, when I bake, uh, yeah. you know, there are... What are those spatulas? Not the wooden spatulas, but like yeah, the, like the soft the, the ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the sil- silicone. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, absolutely, because like when you think about it, like if I'm gonna use, if I'm gonna use a spatula, I'm gonna hold it in my right hand. Where's that? Where am I gonna put the bowl? Like I'm gonna hug the bowl like a football and hope I don't drop it. You right. know, like whereas if I'm using my stump, I can hold the bowl with my right hand and just like boop, 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 boop and move it where I need to. It's just a lot more accessible. So And it's yeah. so much longer. Yeah. <laughs> go into and really big cracks. And then you get to lick it off and eat all the dough and it's like, so <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, we all got to get on her channel. We got to do that collab. I mean, yeah, just, yeah definitely. Just the opening. Uh, well, I don't know if they change. I don't know how YouTube works. But when <laughs> when you just click on your, like, Stump Kitchen channel, and the first thing that shows up is, like, the epic one. It's like, dun, 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 dun. And then you, like, hand yeah. touches the orange, and it's like, and, like, the juice goes <laughs> everywhere. And I'm just like, all right, this, this like, is the one. That's when I, cause you know that that's funny, because, like, that's when I first started to learn how to use slow motion. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do an epic slow motion trailer for my channel. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, oh we can God. all do that together. It'll be great. <laughs> Juice and oranges in our own ways. Okay, we all got to get up to Canada. I can drive up there. You guys fly. <laughs> yeah. I'll start nice. walking now. Yeah, perfect. perfect. <laughs> well, Alexa, thank you so much for sharing all of that. It was all freaking awesome and hilarious. And we will link all, you know, all the little things that we mentioned, the Child's MPT program, mm-hmm. um, her YouTube channel, the CBC Kids Club, what, the Garment Life? What else is there? Lucky, Lucky Finn Project. Lucky Finn Project! How can I forget? <laughs> Lucky Finn! Awesome. I had so much fun talking with you folks. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. Great way to start my day. <laughs> You're a part of the family now. So yes. when we have you back, Yay. when we have you back, you won't be a guest. You'll be a part of our community. I love it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Disabled Girls out. Thanks for listening to Disabled Girls Who Left. We appreciate all of your support and everyone who's taken the time to show us some love. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, or write a review of our channel. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also find us on Instagram, at Disabled Girls Who Left.